Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we got to stand still. <laughs> you know, we got to stand still, you know, with all the things going on in the world, you know, uh, obviously COVID and different sicknesses, you know, uh, families, <laughs> work, neighbors, you know, pets, everything, you know, um, and I think we talked a little bit about Wednesday, you know, the enemy, you know, sometimes, especially as strong Christians, you know, he'll just try to weary us out, you know, he'll take advantage of our heart, you know, and us trying to help people, and he'll try to worry us out, and we have to be on guard about that, you know, and you know, like we prayed this week, you know, some people we just got cut loose, <laughs> you know, because if you don't want to do, you know, what we're telling you to do, you're coming for advice, but then you don't want to do it, then, you know, we, we can't be burdened down, and I, I broke my cardinal rule, you know, never negotiate with a demon, right, <laughs> because... I just get stressed, and I get worried, right? So, <laughs> well, not worried, but I just get stressed and discombobulated and confused. And, uh, yeah, so I had to get back to that. <laughs> because we, 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 we can't, because if we're arguing with a demon and trying to negotiate with a demon, and that's why Christians and that's why pastors and leaders get frustrated, you know? And, and some people, unfortunately, don't want to get better, you know, but we can't help that. Amen. So let's, let's dig in this word here. All right, and, and we're gonna we're gonna finish up with the works of the flesh prayerfully. And if I, whatever I don't get to today, I, I'll finish Wednesday. But we'll, we'll finish up today. I'm I'm, I'm confident by faith. <laughs> Amen. So we're coming from Galatians five. Galatians five, and I will start with actually verse nineteen. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So, you know, one thing I, I thought about today that I don't think I mentioned, you know, sometimes we think practicing is just doing it every day, right? It, it really depends because practice can be once a week. Practice can be once every other week because practice is really a regular routine. So we, have, we, we can't get in the mindset of just saying, well, you know, this is not me. Because I'm not doing this every day. I'm not doing this consistently. So we talk, we named off all of these. Well, I gave definition last week for all of these with the exception of two. All right. So uh, number one was uh, witchcraft, and the other two, uh, second one was drunkenness. So we're going to cover those two today. All right. So when we we'll cover witchcraft first. So when we think of witchcraft, we think of what Broomhilda, you know, the old lady with the hat, long chin, nose, on a broomstick, mm -hmm. right? We, we, that, and that's what we've come to. Think of witchcraft. So I'm going to read the definition of witchcraft from uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary. <laughs> the use of sorcery or magic, communication with the devil or with a familiar, familiar spirit, an, ir an irresistible influence or fascination, rituals and practices that incorporate belief in magic and that are associated especially with neo-pagan traditions and religions such as Wicca. All right? So, that is the American definition for witchcraft, right? So, now, I mentioned last week that sometimes when we translate words from its original language to the English, it sometimes uses, loses that meaning, right? So, we're going to read what witchcraft is from the Greek word here in uh, Galatians. Let's see if I get there. And then we're going to see if it's the same meaning as what it is in our English dictionary. So, witchcraft. And I'll give you the Greek word here after I read this definition. So, the use or the administering of drugs. That's, it, that's the Greek word right here. Alright. Poisoning. It's got sorcery, magical arts, often found in connection with idolatry, enforced by it. And then it has here a uh, metaphor, the deceptions and seductions of idolatry. So, what we have to understand is this. So, the Greek word here for witchcraft here 
in the Bible is actually pharmakeia, right? Which is where we get our word pharmacy from, okay? So, when we see this word witchcraft here in the Bible, like I said, we think of the old lady or somebody just practicing witchcraft. But that's not how Paul meant it. That's not how Paul meant it. He meant the use of drugs. When we think of witchcraft and we look at words in the Bible, for the witchcraft, what we think of is really enchantments. That, that was wizardry and things like that in the Bible. So, understand what I'm about to talk about here is not to put condemnation on anybody because I know we got medical people here. <laughs> right? And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll delve into some of this, okay? But it's important because we're facing an epidemic. And, you know, not just the world, but just in this country, again, with uh, drugs, illegal drugs, pharmaceuticals, and things like that. And it has become so prevalent, even within the body of Christ. All right, so... If we actually really think about it, if we watch like old movies and we see, um, if you watch a Native American movie, actually, let's take the Smurfs, right? Let's take the Smurfs, right? I think we're all old enough to remember the Smurfs, right? So when you look at the Smurfs, the little blue, they are, they are actually demons. <laughs> the little blue, we thought they were cute. We had teddy bears. Well, I didn't have a teddy bear Smurf, but I'm sure some people probably had teddy bear Smurfs and keychains and things like that. But when you look at the villain, Gargamel, he was what? He was doing uh, magic potions and things like that. So that's that witchcraft right there, right? And then when you look at the Smurf side, you have Papa Smurf. He did his own potions and things like that. That is the witchcraft, again, that Paul is talking about. So it's not somebody coming with a wand and, and casting a spell on you, but it was all these potions and mixtures that they used back in the day. And it goes all the way back to the series, the Egyptians, Far back before we all of our years combined together. Okay? So, Christians are taking mind-altering prescription, painkillers, antidepressants, nerve pills, and other strong prescription drugs that if the taker wanted to, wanted to could reduce or eliminate the use of via their own self-control or lifestyle change. So, what do I mean by lifestyle change? So, even now, we have young kids, as young as two, three, being diagnosed with mental illness. Right, so they'll go to the doctor, right? And not not not, not even say a three-year-old, right? Seven, eight-year-old. They'll go to the doctor, and because they're hyper, and then they may put them on medication, right? But what can help with that hyperness? The diet, right? Take away that juice box, take away that candy, that can help with that diet. But we it has become so commonplace now that it's a norm for us to take so much medication, so much drugs. And, and understand, the medication is not the problem. It's not, in my opinion, it's not wrong to take medication. The problem is when we take medication and we habitually taking it and we're getting addicted to these things, that shouldn't be, right? Because we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of that here in a minute. So many Christians are sick and using medicines and drugs to cover up the real issue. So what's the real issue? Let's turn to James chapter 5. So, 
And even First uh, Peter chapter 5 talks about after suffering for a little while. Right? The reason why so many Christians suffer for a long period of time is because they don't pray. They want somebody else to pray. But we have to pray for ourselves. Right? And then it'll be a little while. A little while means a short time. Alright? So let's keep going. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. So, when we're cheerful, when we're happy, when we're full of joy, we should be walking around singing. Singing songs. Psalms. Worship songs to the Lord. Alright? So I remember... Even been in the Navy, or, or even when I got out of the Navy, working at the warehouse, I'm walking through the house, just singing worship songs. And everybody looking at me, why are you so happy? Why? Because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be cheerful. I have the joy of the Lord. Right? So when we're happy, we should be singing songs. When we're going through hardships, we should be praying. Alright? Let's keep going. Verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, do we actually fully do that sometimes? Sometimes when we're sick, nah, I'm staying home today. <laughs> right? we, we, we do that. We, we stay to ourselves. And I get it. Because we've all been sick. And for personal experience, when we're sick, we don't feel like doing much of anything. We feel like laying down. We don't feel like getting up. I get it. Right? But I learned a long time ago, if we can press our way and get into the presence of the Lord, we will start to feel better. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it, it, it's hard at first because we're still dealing with this flesh. But the more we get it, the more strength we, we, we tend to get. Because that strength is the strength of the Lord. Sure. Alright, so let's keep going. Verse 15. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord, the Lord will raise him up. Okay? And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses, which is trespasses of sin or misdeed. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. See, sometimes we deal with sicknesses because of our own bad habits, because of our own sins. We know sometimes we can't eat certain foods, but we want to go and get the medication so we can keep eating certain foods. Right? <laughs> and, and that's true. That, that, that's what we do. Right? Because we can't stop. And then, you know, you know, I got a sweet, my family know, I just love candy. Right? And God forbid there comes a day where I can't eat candy, that, that's going to be a little bit tough for me. Right? But I will have to do it. And I know I can do it, you know, if I fast, but like when I'm sitting there, I just like candy. You know, or chewing gum. But that's me. But we, we have to cut back on some things because it affects our physical health, it affects our mental health, and things like that. Sometimes we can't be around certain people, right? Because they affect our mental health. Sometimes they cause us to get upset. Sometimes they cause us to get confused, right? And then even the sins that we may have, so unforgiveness, bitterness, that goes back to that pet sin, secret sin, right? Bitterness, pride, those things. So Daniel chapter 4 talks about Nebuchadnezzar, right? Nebuchadnezzar got caught up in pride, and he was he was of a sound mind. But then once he got caught up in pride, what? Sickness came upon him. Mental illness came upon him. And then he's outside. He goes from the penthouse out to the outhouse. And now he's outside. His servants that were serving him were looking at him, and he's out there foaming at the mouth, hair all over him. Why? Because he got caught up in pride. And guess what? He was warned of that beforehand by Dan. Right? But then, eventually, he repents. And then he looks to God and get, guess what? He comes back to a sound mind again. Right? He comes back to a sound mind again. Why? Because now he's no longer operating in pride. See? So a lot of people who are dealing with mental illness, it's because of pride. It's because of unforgiveness. And see, now he goes back from the outside. Now he comes back and he gets his kingdom again. But that's God. Because if we look to God, God can heal us. God can deliver us from those things. But we have to learn to trust him and not look to rely on that medicine and that medication. And even the illegal drugs. Because that's why a lot of people do illegal drugs. They're trying to drown out their problems. They want that, they want that high. So we, we have to be careful with those things. The sad spiritual condition of the church today is a direct result of the sad spiritual condition of its elders and leaders. And as their spiritual condition worsens, so does the churches. So what do I mean by that? It is commonplace now for so many pastors to talk about 
this person just go get medication and things like that. Well, that's a problem. That shouldn't be. Now, don't get me wrong. If, like I said at the beginning, if you don't want to listen, you don't want to do, then go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. There's, there's certain things you, you know, go ahead and get the medication, right? But God wants us to be free because these, you know, pretty much all these medications, they lead to different side effects in us, right? And we'll get to some of that here in a little bit. So, we, like I said, we have to change our eating habits. Having a proper diet will cause people to be healthier, right? There's certain things we had. I had to go and change my deodorant, right? Because, really, the antiperspirant stuff can mess you up, too. You know, you got that aluminum in there, so I, I just found that out. So, I had to go buy some new deodorant and change that, right? Certain things that we have or that we eat, margarine, pepperoni, all that stuff is processed. It's not good for us. Right? So these are all things that we take, you know, cheese doodles, well, I don't eat cheese doodles, but those things and things like that, you know, they're not good for us. And we have to be careful of those things. Okay? So here's the thing. Even when we're dealing with people with drugs, we have to understand that Paul says this, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I think that we got murder listed in here as the works of the flesh. I think people probably get hooked on drugs more than some people actually commit murders, right? Because so some people, especially those who are suffering from drug addiction, they're going to feed that habit almost daily, right? Almost daily. So what the scriptures is, those who are addicted, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And then we have people who are addicted, and then they, when they come into the church, they don't receive deliverance because we make it okay. It's just like I talked about with the young lady back in September when I had to go to church and... You know, she was addicted to alcohol, and she's doing all these things to get her fixed. And the church is really just enabling her in that. We can't do that. We, we can't do that because there is deliverance in God. There is a deliverance in Jesus Christ, in his name. Amen? Amen. All right, so Revelation 21. We can turn there. Revelation 21, verse 5. Alright, Revelation 21, beginning at verse 5, says this. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Verse 8. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, Sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So that word sorcerer, it's again, it's that same word, pharmacate. Okay? It's the same one. Those who are administering, those who continuously taking these drugs. It is a problem. And you know what? It is a, it's an issue that the Lord knew was going to happen. That was going to get worse and worse. And we're, we're going to get to a statistic here in a minute. So, again, does the Bible forbid taking prescription drugs? No, because we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get to some where medicines are good, right? And doctors are good. So I'm not going to sit up here and say, no, never go to the doctor. That, that's unscriptural, right? And I'm not going to say, no, you shouldn't take medicine. That's unscriptural, right? But we have to be careful of what we're taking in. So when you take something like aspirin, right? Aspirin's been around for thousands of years, right? Aspirin actually came from a tree bark, Right? It was designed to be healthy. But back in the 1800s, they made it synthetic. That's when man started adding some things to it. So now, it's not as good as it was years ago. And, and, and these are all things. And ultimately, we're going to see that ultimately, it's all greed that causes all this. right? Whether it's a drug dealer on the corner, or the pharmacist, the insurance company, whatever. It's all, it's all a result of greed. And really, so it's covetousness, really. It's covetousness because they want more. Got to have more. And, and you know it's got to be something special for a drug, drug dealer, especially in the wintertime, because they'll be out there in the cold, standing out there, raining, snowing. Still, st Now, who wants to stand out there <laughs> to do that outside of try to make money? Greed. That, that, that's all it was, because that, that's totally inconvenient. Because even at work, I don't like to go outside like that. Even when I had a walking beat, I didn't want to go outside in the cold like that. <laughs> 
So I know nobody wants to stand out there. <laughs> so, all right, let's keep going. Under normal human conditions, you cannot separate uh, thoughts that are coming from wherever they're coming from. So, we know that we have Hebrews 4 and 12, right? The Word of God is living and sharper than any two-edged sword. The Word is able to judge the intentions and thoughts of the heart. What happens is, when we take these drugs and we get addicted to them, or even alcoholism, you get addicted, that takes you out of your right mind. That takes you somewhere. So now, you can't discern the voice of God. When you're, in, when you're in that stupor like that, you can't even, so even when I had my surgery, they gave me uh, oxycodone, right? And I said I wasn't going to take it, but I took it one day, and I said, I don't like this feeling. Because it made me feel loopy, it made me feel out of it, and I said, this is not normal. I shouldn't feel this way. And, you know, don't feel comfortable driving that way. So, these are drugs that shouldn't, even when we take like vaccines and things like that, Right? They inject the vaccine into us, whatever vaccine it is, our body's trying to fight it off. Why? Because God didn't design our bodies for those things. Right? Yes. Do they have some good? Yes. But why is our body trying to fight it off? Because God didn't create us for that. He didn't create us for that. So we have to be careful of some things. So when we when when someone is dealing with Drugs, whether it's prescription, they're overdosing, or you know, basically they're bound in addiction, right? Again, whether it's a, a pharmaceutical drug or a legal drug, now they can't cast down the wicked imaginations and the things that are trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So it takes us out of it takes us actually to a dark side. So I remember hearing one pastor uh, a while back, and he was talking about how he was addicted to marijuana. And he said he would sit there, this is before he became a pastor. <laughs> so he said he was sitting there in the house and he would just always smoke marijuana, marijuana. And then he was trying to get up to try to turn the TV. And he was sitting in the couch the whole time and kept trying to get up and get and just kept eating and eating and eating. And he wasn't in the right place, right mind. He wasn't. Because it takes us to a place that God never intended for us to go. And it doesn't, it does more harm to us than good. And we have to be careful of that. Alright? So, is all medicine bad? Absolutely not. So, what are some of the positive effects of medicines? The, uh, the helpful effects you get, such as easing pain, controlling blood sugar, lowering blood pressure, or curing, curing an infection. Alright? So, here's some scriptures here. And there's, there's a bunch, but I'm only, only going to give like four or five. Alright? For medicines and doctors. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 22. And that says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? So that balm was the ointment that they put on for healing, right? So th there's nothing wrong with medicine. It's the problem, like I said, when we get addicted and we continuously use it and we rely on it. We're not, our bodies were not made to continuously be on these medications over and over because they start to break down our body. All right, Jeremiah 51 and 8. It says, Babylon has suddenly fallen and been destroyed. Well for her. Take balm for her pain. Perhaps she may be healed. Matthew chapter 9 verse 12 says, When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Right? So, it's obviously, if someone who's sick, they need a physician. There was physicians in the Bible. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. So, and, and, and there's nothing wrong, because there are Christians that will say, no, don't take any medicines and things like that. That's, the Bible talks about taking medicines and things like that. Alright, so Mark chapter 5, that's the woman with the issue of blood. We know she was sick with her infirmity for a number of years. And then she got healed. Right? Jeremiah 30, verse 13 says, There is no one to plead your cause, that you may be bound up. You have no healing medicines. So, right there, it's talking about medicines. Right? So there's medicines in the Bible. So there's nothing wrong with medicine, but like I said, there are side effects to some medicines, especially the medicines that are being made today. So what are some side effects? Upset stomach, increased bleeding, liver damage, addictions. All right. So again, this is not to put shame on anybody, right? But we have to be careful. So how many heard of y'all? How many? How many y'all heard of the Hippocratic Oath? Right? Yeah. So these are what some doctors and uh, some nurses they they say. Right? So now here's here's what it says here. 
And I asked my wife if she had to take it. She said no. <laughs> All right, so this is the beginning. I'm going to jump through. I'm going to skip the part. So the Hippocratic Oath, it, uh, never mind. It, it requires a new physician to swear upon a number of healing gods that he will uphold a number of professional ethical standards. So think about it. healing gods. Well, who is the healer? Jesus, right? Now we got Christians that are repeating these things, all right? So this is the first paragraph. I swear by Apollo the physician and Asclepius, I may be pronouncing some of these wrong, and Hygieia and Panacea and all the gods and goddesses as my witnesses that according to my ability and judgment, I will keep this oath and this contract. So, yeah, we're, 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 you know, you have people, Christians, that are repeating these things, taking these oaths and things like that. And, and, you know, and maybe they don't know no better, right? They, they probably don't. Right? And, and this is one part it says here, to be a partner in life with him, right? To be a partner in life, it's talking about uh, those that teach. So when I say it's a big business, it all, they're all connected. They're all connected. Every last one of them all connected, right? So from, from the drug companies that make it to the, uh, the pharmacists, to the people that are pushing you know, it's funny how you can go and arrest the, uh, the drug dealer on the street, but then when these people come to, to try to sell their medication, they're legal to do that, right? And, and, but, what, but what makes it worse is this. The drug dealer, they're just exchanging the money for the drugs, right? These people that go from to the hospitals and these uh, um, private practices, and it is medical, it's psych, it's dental, it's all these places, right? They're, they're paying for food for them and things like that in order for them to get them to use their drugs. You can't do that. It is, something should tell us that's wrong. Something should tell us that that's wrong, that they push it. But my issue is it's legal for them to do that. But then you want to arrest the person on the corner. Something wrong with that, right? But, see, the government knows. The government knows, right? That's what I said. It's all connected. It's all connected. All right, here's something else. <laughs> so I know they violate this one, this part of Hippocratic at all. I will not give a lethal drug to anyone if I am asked, nor will I advise such a plan. And similarly, I will not give a woman a pessary to cause an abortion. So back in the day, years ago, they used to drink, give them potions and things like that to drink for them to abort a baby if they wanted to have an abortion, right? So these are things, these are practices that have been for years, going back since Adamson, okay? And these are things we have to be mindful of as Christians. And all this stuff is right here in the Word. And then I have heard people say, well, you know, there's no mention of drugs. No, it's right here in witchcraft because that's what that word means. That's what that word, witchcraft, sorcery, that's what it means. And it's, it, it's take, like I said, it takes us somewhere where God never intended us to go. And then when we abuse these things, then it's no longer helping us. It's hurting us. You know, and then now when we get these side effects, now we have to go and possibly take something else to, to cure that. You know, sometimes they'll take us off the medicine or whatever, but, you know, um, but we got to be careful. And you can go get this stuff freely. Yeah, there's some places, you know, not all, but some places you can go and get this stuff freely. All right. So ultimately, whether prescription or illegal street drugs, they are, like I said, produced and pushed because of greed. It's all because of money. All right? Drugs are some of the highest revenue producing things out there. All right? So back in 19, uh, 1960, total spending on medicines was $2.7 Now, you know, back in the 1960s, that's a lot. That's that writing on the side here. Yeah. All right? 1970, 10 years later, it doubles, $5.5 billion. 1980, it doubles again, $12, 12 billion. Now look at it at 2020, $539 billion. So we wonder why all these companies were in a rush to make the vaccine because 
they want to get paid. Right? And we just have these right here in this country. That's not counting the other countries. Because they're not using something. A lot of them are not using Pfizer or Moderna. They have their own. So this is just corruption all over the world. But I'm going to just stick to the U.S. right now. <laughs> So like I said, in today's society, so many people are diagnosed with mental illness and things like that, and different ailments, right? And, and you know, it used to be, and it is not to be that way, because some people do, uh, there are people that do um, deal with uh, mental illness and things like that, but it is so common practice now where most of us adults here, back in the 1970s, it wasn't that common like that, but now it, it's just so common where people are getting diagnosed. And why? Because medicine after medicine after medicine. And, and, they, and they start young and they continue with it and they think that they have to rely on it instead of just trusting God and going to God for healing. Right? And again, what what is that, what is causing that ailment to cause people to run to these medicines, to cause them to run to illegal drugs and things like that? What, what are they trying to hide from? What are they trying to cover up from? And understand, it's not just the drugs and things like that. Coffee. Coffee is a big issue as well, right? Because some, you know, people say they can't last without their coffee, right? And so I had a friend, I talked to him a few weeks ago, and he had to go to a different country, but there he wasn't able to drink their coffee. So, and I can't remember how long he was over there, but it was, it was a couple weeks at least. And he talked about when he came back, how different he felt, because he hadn't had coffee in the system and all that time he was gone. And how better he felt, right? So we just think, you know, coffee's good, all right, all right, here's some side effects of coffee. Insomnia, nervousness, restlessness, stomach upset, nausea, vomiting, increased heart and breathing rate, and other side effects. These are some of the symptoms that you get when you take some of these other drugs, right? But these are things that we, you think about, how readily is coffee available, right? You got Sheets, you got Wawa, you got Dunkin' Donuts, you got, uh, Krispy Kreme, McDonald's, all these places, they all sell coffee. Why is that? And you don't have to pay almond and leg, well, depending on where you go. I think Starbucks is expensive. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you can get it cheap. And, and, but these, this is what people are drinking all the time, right? It, it has an effect on us, and we don't realize it. I promise you, if you stop drinking coffee for a little bit, you're going to start to feel a little bit different, and different in a better way. Right? So again, things have to be taken in moderation. It's not designed for us to be taking it over and over and over and over. And we have to understand that drugs and stuff, they don't offer any nourishment. They don't offer any nourishment to our bodies. Right? So they do more harm than good. So they are toxic chemical poisons that become extremely destructive when placed into the body. And I talked about how our bodies tend to reject some of these vaccines and things like that because it wasn't designed for that. Okay? So we have to be careful. And I talked about how the self-defense mechanism for the body comes in. Right? Now, we know that we got this COVID-19 vaccine, right? So, y'all know I don't care if anybody get, get, get vaccine. You don't get vaccine. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's, it's to each his own. Like I said, um, but my biggest issue is the fact that the government is making people get it, right? I don't think that should be, right? That's number one. However, and on the other side, on the flip side for the church, you know, we, we're complaining about this vaccine, but we put other things in our body. We put all, all these other medications, things in our body, and guess what? I can tell you now, the vaccine don't affect your mental health like that, right? But we, we take other things that we place in our body that affects our mind affects our awareness and things like that. And I can tell you now, a lot of these things that we we see, especially, that's why I talked about the evangelicals uh, last week, because they're saying a lot of things that are not factual. They're pushing a lot of things that are not factual, right? And I even looked at that report, you, that German report you talked about, right? That, that was actually an opinion piece uh, written up as a research, right? So... If I take, now we know that the vaccine doesn't prevent anybody from catching COVID, right? I hope we all know that, right? So it just lessens the symptoms. 
So if you take 20 people, and let's say 16 people get the vaccine, but 11 people catch COVID, you know, let's say two of those, or three of those, are not vaccinated, and then eight are vaccinated, then it's going to show that somebody can manipulate that says, see, those who are catching the vaccine, taking the vaccine, are catching COVID, right? There was one done a while back, and I talked about Israel, where they didn't talk about was the majority of Israel is vaccinated. Majority of Israel is vaccinated. Now, evangelicals were putting stuff out back at the height of COVID saying, oh, the people in Israel, they weren't catching COVID. They were saying they weren't catching COVID, you know, and telling people, you know, don't worry about it, things like that. Well, we found out that that's not true, right? So this is the issue I have with the evangelicals because they lead people astray, right? And they leave, uh, lead other Christians astray because they put false information out there. They put lies out there, and they do it willingly, right? And we have to be careful. This is why I say you have to do your own research. You have to do your own research. All right. Enough of that soapbox. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Revelation 18. You don't have to turn it there. I'll read it. Uh, but you can if you want. Uh, Revelation 18, 23 says this. In the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in the and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee for thy merchants were the great men of the earth for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived that word sorceries right there again it's pharmacia again all nations were deceived and we see it as time has come on more and more it's just a big business right so I talked about the United States but it's a worldwide business it's a worldwide issue and we have to be careful. And because, again, God never designed it for that. God never designed it for us to be out, not of a sound mind. And these things like these medicines and these drugs, illegal drugs, they take people. And then now, even with these illegal drugs, they're, they're, they're putting stuff in it. And it's killing people. And then, if, you know, if you ever see any videos where you see people who are strung out on drugs and they take something, put fentanyl or things like that, and you see how they act. They have no control over themselves. Mm -hmm. But what's the fruit of the spirit? Self-control. Yeah. Right? But then you have people, they go and they confess the Lord, but then they go right back out doing these drugs. Illegal drugs. And I'm not talking about the prescription drugs now. I'm talking about the legal drugs. And going out and getting drunk. And they have no control over themselves. And then they'll be right back in church. Singing hallelujah. A couple days later. And some of these people have leadership positions. And don't you know, and see, I talked about how witchcraft is not what it is today, but there are colleges that actually have college courses on witchcraft. They have college courses on witchcraft. Now, we can't, I shared with my wife uh, this week that, I don't know if y'all heard that, uh, there is an elementary school in Illinois that they have an after-school program where Satan's church comes in there after school, right? Now, at first glance, us Christians would be like, nah, that, that shouldn't be. But see, this is again where we have to be careful with the movement, right? Because what do we do? We will go in there, and we will go in after school program, you know, Christian programs, and then we will say, well, you know what, they shouldn't be in there. But you can't have it both ways. And that's why the school board said at the time, well, we can't tell them not to come in here if we have other programs coming in here, especially Christian programs, because it's the same tax dollars, right? And they were right. They would lose that lawsuit, right? So because guess what? It wasn't designed for the church to go in there like that. No, first, it starts at the home, right? And then it starts at church, right? And then if you're doing everything right, now when they go out, they can share the gospel with other people. Right? But we, we spend time, because really what we've done is we, we manipulated things. So we have to be careful uh, on how we do things. And I, I, I mentioned this a while back, that people addicted to drugs or anything else, are, are they're practicing idolatry. That becomes their God. That's what they look for. And see, we, we shouldn't be like that. See, even with that, that coffee, you know, we, we start to... Well, I don't drink coffee, but, you know, for those that do, you know, we got to be careful with that, 
because now we, we want that coffee, we got to get that fixed and things like that. We got to be careful with that, right? Because there's a reason why our body's feeling that way, because it shouldn't be in our system like that, right? I mean, I live kind of my hand, one hand, how many times I had coffee, and I, I took it back when I was in the Navy to try to stay with, right? But um, it just never really appealed to me, so. But, we, you know, we have to be careful. But even that, you know, I may have a problem with sodas, right? So that's not good, right? So we got to be careful with that, <laughs> right? So everything's got to be in moderation, right? And I'm not telling you you can't drink coffee, but it shouldn't be where you're drinking it every day, all day. Because there are people I, I personally work with that are drinking eight cups of coffee a day, right? You know, that shouldn't be. Same thing with people being, you know, cigarettes. They can't stop. It's that nicotine, right? And get that pornography. People addicted to pornography as well. That shouldn't be because that actually has an effect on the brain, the mind, right? God doesn't want that. That's the work of the flesh. So pharmaceuticals are related to witchcraft and that magicians and witches concocted potions that they used to casting out spells and curses. That's what they were using it for. Right? To cast out spells. Except now, when you take these things, especially illegal drugs and things like that, it opens you up to demonic activity, demonic possession. And then now you start seeing things that are not there. You start hearing things that are not there. Right? Just like it's all about with the video. Of those that are taking um, drugs that are laced with stuff out there. That shouldn't be. And believe it or not, in um, 2020, the most searched out word on Bible Gateway was actually sorcery, right, for that word pharmakia. And I'm pretty sure that it was because of the vaccine. That's why people looked at it, right? And um, But the thing is, you know, we want to use the pharmakia, the church, um, want to use it for our advantage when we want to argue against the vaccine. But then... What about all the other stuff that you take, right? So you can't, and like I said, the vaccine doesn't affect your mind. <laughs> so some of these other drugs affect your mind, right? So which truly is worse? And when you take these other drugs, again, they have side effects on them, right? So be careful on who you listen to. Like I said, you got to do your research. So, the essence of saving faith is placing oneself under the Holy Spirit's control, right? We're to be led by the Holy Spirit, right? So, though Christians still sin, their allegiance is to God, and their desire is to honor Him with their lives. So, our lives should be, and remember, you know, we're the temple. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? So, we don't want a whole lot of pollutions in us, right? We want, to, we, we want God has placed each and every one of us here for a reason. Right? No matter how old, how young, he placed us here for a reason. He gave he placed us here for a purpose. Right? Not, our purpose is not to go out and get high and things like that. I think most of us here know that. Alright, so Ephesians 5.18 says this, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. So by definition, drug addiction is placing oneself under the control of a chemical substance. Now, Jesus said what? You can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters, right? So you just can't. You're going to serve one. So you're either going to serve your drugs or you're going to serve Christ. Drug addiction is not a disease as society often describes it. It's sin. That's ultimately what it is. It's sin. We look the other way. We try to patch it up. Ultimately, drug addiction is sin. Drug addiction may feel oh God bless you. Drug addiction may feel overpowering to the addict, but it is an ongoing choice, right? God will give us the strength. God can deliver us from those things, right? Not saying you know, and I heard people say you know, especially those who have been recovering, it's hard. Yeah, I get it. But you know what? When you get filled, it's His power that comes inside of us. It's His power that can wipe that clean. Right? But we can't fully comprehend that with our natural mind. And most people can't, but Jesus is still the healer today. 
First Corinthians chapter 6, beginning at verse 9, says this. I'm going to read through verse 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunk, no drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Now, remember when I talked about uh, being tipsy before? I didn't realize this. I looked at that word drunk there, looked it up in the Greek. It actually means tipsy. Believe it or not, it actually means tipsy. I didn't realize that. That that was actually in the Bible. So, <laughs> all right. So again, you know, we have to be careful, and you know, especially you know, people come through. They want deliverance. They want healing. And a lot of people do want healing and deliverance from those things, but they may not know how. And but it's ultimately by the power of God that people will get set free. Alright, so that's witchcraft. Let's go to drunkenness real quick. This will be short. Alright, so drunkenness here is, it means an intoxicant. Alright, so an intoxicant means a substance such as alcohol that produces feelings of pleasure or happiness in a person. That comes from Cambridge Dictionary. Alright, so that Greek word for drunkenness there is actually meth. Alright, it's where we get our word methamphetamines from, believe it or not. Okay, and in Greek mythology, that the that word meth actually means someone, it was, a, it was a spirit of drunkenness, right? Again, it takes you somewhere where we were never intended to be, okay? So, it belongs, so that word meth, methamphetamines, it belongs to a group of medicines called central nervous system uh, stimulants, all right? Now, however, alcohol is a depressant, but the initial effect works as a stimulant, okay? So, we have uh, other intoxicants here, all right? Uh, cocaine, opium, marijuana, mushrooms, alcohol, and over-the-counter medications are still considered intoxicants, right? So, again, that's that marijuana there, right? So, we have some Christians that will argue, say, oh, marijuana is good because it's natural. No, it's not because it takes your mind somewhere that it wasn't intended to go, right? So, we have to be careful with that. And, and isn't it funny how now all of a sudden there's a big push on marijuana for medicinal purposes, right? Ultimately, it was just designed, that, I believe, is, in my opinion, was a push to make it legalized. That's all, right? Because you do have some top people that smoke marijuana, addicted to marijuana, right? The kids, too, right? Because anytime, sometimes they look the other way until it affects their family. Now, all of a sudden, they want to come with laws and changes and things like that. So, disorders caused by methane, which is, which is the Greek word that I said here, is depression, psychosis, anxiety, Parkinson's disease. So, really, pretty much all intoxicants would, would lead to these things, okay? So, for those that, uh, not nobody here, those out there, <laughs> in reference to the effects of marijuana, increased heart rates, dizziness, dry mouth, increased appetite, slow reaction, and psychosis, all right? So, methamphetamines can be used medicinally in the treatment of ADHD, obesity, and narcolepsy, but the majority of overdoses seen will be from illegally manufactured variety. Alright? It's the second most used drug in the world. If it is, so, we have to understand this. If it is something that we can become addicted to, then it's not good for us. Alright? We have to be careful on it. Alcohol and meth can really take its toll on the brain. It interferes with the brain's communication pathways. It can also affect how your brain processes information. Again, so now, if the Lord's trying to speak to us, we can't function, right? We can't, we can't do what he's calling us to do, right? And see, all this stuff is right here in the Bible, right? But again, we have to dig into it. Because like I said, I mentioned it earlier, but I've heard for years, oh, drugs, uh, the Bible doesn't mention drugs. Well, yeah, it does, right? But we don't look at it because we just see witchcraft and we automatically assume it's just talking about witches. No, this is why you got to look at things in its original language. Alright, so as we can see, if we lose control with we, we, we excuse me, as we can see, we can lose control with drunkenness and witchcraft, meaning the pharmacare, which does not allow us to obey the Holy Spirit. It causes us to lose control. It causes us to react out of the flesh. Right? Because, again, these people, it, 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 
when you when you function like that, it causes you to act. And this has been around for centuries. It causes us to act out of the flesh. All right. It does the opposite of the fruit of the spirit. It takes us to the dark spiritual side where God does not want us to go. I mentioned that already. So we we have to be careful of these things because all these things are workings of the flesh, right? And it's not a fruit of the spirit. If we're going to be, if we're, if we're Christians and we're born again now, I'm not talking to the lost, right? Because again, Paul wasn't talking to the lost there. He was talking to the believers. Why? Because people would do these things. But the Bible tells us to put off the old man, right? Put on a new man, right? We should be a reflection of Christ, right? And it was, um for those that know, um, I had it written here. Uh, I think it's uh, Dr. Tenpenny. Famous, some of y'all probably heard of her. So she, you know, she talked about, um, she made the comment about vaccines. And, they, and this is before the COVID vaccine. She's been doing this for years. And how it's not to come in our bodies. And those are things she doesn't practice as a doctor. Right? But one thing she said was this. Um, she said, well, Jesus would not be practicing pharmacia. He would not be sending no one I think she said something about not sending someone to a doctor or basically practicing pharmacate. Well, if we hear that, we will cheer that on. But that's not doctrinally true. Right? Because Jesus himself said, those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. Right? So for him to say that, and yes, he's talking about him, but that was a common practice then. Luke was a physician. Right? So it's not, you know, Yes, we may deal with sickness and ailments, and, you know, um, Paul didn't take Epaphroditus. He, you know, he left Epaphroditus sick in uh, Philippians, I think it is. He left him sick, right? Why? Because he needed medical treatment, more than likely, right? So we have to be careful on some of the things that we say, and we have to be doctrinally and scripturally sound with those things. So there's nothing wrong with the doctors. There's nothing wrong with taking medication, things like that, but we don't want to get where we become dependent on it. All right? If we become dependent on it, then there's the sin. There's the sin right there. And we got to understand that witchcraft and pharmacia is grouped in with idolaters, murderers, adultery, fornication. And I can promise you this. Well, I'm pretty sure. I can't say I promise you. I'm pretty certain that there are more people addicted to the pharmacia, the drugs, than there are people doing probably doing that more than the adultery and fornicating and things like that. Amen? Amen. 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 So I'll stop there.